What's going on? Another exciting episode with the Old Heads Podcast. I'm Jarvis. I'm Farouk. And we got Jeremy Boykins. What's going on, y'all? Farouk, take us in. Hey, I'm excited about this episode. For real, for real. Um, first of all, because I like football. I play football. I just wasn't talented enough to make it to the league. <laughs> I wasn't tall enough to make it to the league. So I'm jealous of you, Jeremy. Um, but no, I'm excited about this episode because uh, we have uh, a former NFL player turned businessman, turned entrepreneur, um, a successful entrepreneur at that point. So stuff like that makes me happy. Uh, it's a success story. Not only did you hit the home run and get into the league, but you were able to capitalize on that opportunity into real life. Uh, so kudos to you, brother. Uh, so you played for three teams, you play or two teams, two teams yep. uh, in a span of three years. Yep. Expand on your story. Um, so I want to, I kind of want to take y'all back a little bit of how I kind of got into football. Uh, it's a, it's an amazing story. Um, so normally, so I guess in the beginning years of my life, like I didn't care to play football. Honestly, uh, I just wanted to go to school, go to college, and kind of live that type of life. Um, but one day, I actually had a friend in the neighborhood named Justin Glass. Um, he actually wanted to try out for the football team. And he asked me, he was like, hey, let's try out for the football team. Because at the time, he was kind of nervous. You know, like, this is a new adventure for somebody, so they always want somebody to come with them. At the time, he was nervous. And um, so I was like, okay, cool. So we went. And I got there, and I don't think I was... I wasn't that good, honestly. <laughs> I thought I was going to be good because, you know, you play street ball and stuff like that with your, your homeboys. And, um, you know, you, you, you do good with them. But when you get into the uh, organized realm, you know, it's a different type of ball. So I wasn't too good. and But my coach actually seen some potential in me. Um, I guess he's seen the size, the height, et cetera, et cetera. And from there, I stuck to it. Because one of the biggest things my dad always used to tell me growing up is when you start something, you have to finish. Mm. Um, and I didn't really understand what he was just saying at that moment, in a sense. But when he said it, um, I just got better, got better, better. Fast forward, um, didn't, I was a zero star out of high school. <laughs> out of high school? Zero. Like the that, lowest you can get. That's I don't so, even know. That's, so they my, they that's what my, all of us were. A lot of us. <laughs> Yeah, they didn't even have my picture up there on the rivals. Judge. They're so disrespectful. Blake person. That's crazy. <laughs> so um, I had to go to junior college. Okay. So I had to go to junior college. I went to a military school um, in Milledgeville, Milledgeville, Georgia, probably like four hours away from here. And um, I actually did pretty good. My freshman year, I had three picks. And then uh, my sophomore year, I kind of went through some adversity. My sophomore year. Um that school is a, that school is known for like SEC nation. So a lot of players that get kicked out from SEC schools, they go there. So um, of course my freshman year I did good, but my sophomore year um, I was fourth string, Ooh. fourth string my sophomore year. You know in junior college your sophomore year, year is your last year. Yeah, yeah before yeah. you can transfer. Mm-hmm. So somebody um, came in and took your like no, better. Or? No, what happened was you had I had um, a guy named. Knight, um, he was uh, going to Ole Miss. Um, he came from Ole Miss and he was supposed to go return back to Ole Miss. And I had a lot of other players like from the herd, 
I forget what the, the team is called. Um, from basically top D1 schools. And, you know, football is very politics. Yeah. So here's me, zero star, but you got other SEC players, um, ACC players that are coming in that, you know, the coaches want to win. And I learned a moment in life. Another moment in life was um, just every everything you do, just do, like, you know, just do good. Like, have good character on and off the field because coming – and basically coming into the season, I became first string. Mm. And why? Because everybody got kicked out that was in front of me. Gotcha. From drug tests and failing those drug tests. So um, that incident, I became number one and I started. From there, of course, I, I always say I failed to success. Um, I had to walk on to UCF. So I, so I went zero stars, walk on to a junior college. That, that's like even the worst thing to do. Yeah. <laughs> and then walking on to UCF. Walked on UCF, played a little bit. Now, did you have so, offers coming out of junior college? Zero. That you just turned down? Oh, none. Zero. None. None. That's you just great. wanted to play football. I just wanted to play this football. And like my, like that lesson I learned from my dad is like everything you do, you finish. Yeah. And like I said, I never knew what was going to happen from that lesson. Right. Um, and from there, I went undrafted into the NFL. So I always say like I feel my – Build my way to success, honestly. I feel you. Um, and that's my background. That's the background I got to the NFL. Bro. Crazy story. How old, how old are you? 27. Do you ever sit back and say, what a life? I sit back and, and I realized that I was truly battle tested and I was ready for whatever was supposed to come after football. Gotcha. Mm. But would you would you do you ever sit back and say what a life as far as I was a zero star. I was counted out from high school. Again, counted out from JUCO. I don't know what your situation was at UCF, uh, but you went undrafted. So again, really counted out. You again. had ex- again. again. Yeah. So you had a chip on your shoulder. I'm assuming at that point, do you ever sit back now after the fact and retroactively look back like, damn. Yeah, I think I think the biggest thing for for that is like first off I was pretty blessed. Um, you know, I had parents that used to always pray for me and stuff like that. So I was pretty blessed in in, in that aspect and just just I think that that gave me actually one of the the biggest things to become an entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. That whole journey in a sense. But of course we'll talk about that later in a sense. But yeah. I mean I mean you took us right into it. So football, right? Mm-hmm. All this adversity, where did I want to be a businessman? Where did that come from? So that's a that's another. I like that. Story. You at football love, practice? I like love, what? Like, yeah, what? I love that story because um, so it happened my third year, my third year in the league. Um, I had a injury, uh, a heel injury, a spur injury, that basically happened my my rookie year um, at the Titans. But knowing how cutthroat the NFL is. Um, I knew that I couldn't afford to do that. I was already undrafted. And undrafted is like almost like the lowest that you can be. That's like the bare minimum almost in the NFL. Um, so that that third year, I had to get surgery. Um, and I just started thinking. I think that's the biggest thing. I, I had started thinking um, about what I wanted to do outside the NFL. Um, I had got a call from my brother, Justin. And he was telling me, he was like, hey, you, should, you know, you got some money, you got some time right now. 
um just try to see what you want to do outside the the nfl like, i'm not going to tell you what to do with your money that's your own money but you need to figure out what you need to do in a sense so i started going down i always call it i, I went down a loophole so the loophole was um me just me figuring out what's going outside the outside room of football and what caught my eye was actually the owner of seattle he caught my eye gotcha he had at that time he had just passed and i didn't really know anything about the owner like i knew i seen him a couple times through the facility and stuff like that but i never really knew anything about him so that time of me being on ir i was at home i remember i was at my girlfriend's house i was up probably around i think it was like 10 30 maybe 11 o'clock and i just started doing my research on the owner because i want to know like who who is this guy because he's the owner of seattle right. you know and I was digging and digging. The first thing I asked myself or, or I was looking for was, did he ever play football? The answer is no. Mm. Okay. He's, he's never played football before. Cool. So who is this person? This person is the right-hand man of Bill Gates. Mm. Okay. Well, what else does he own? Oh, he owns Portland, too? The Portland Trailblazers. So he owned Seattle and he owned Portland Trailblazers. Blazers. Blazers, excuse me. And from there, I, I asked myself one question, and that's the only question I needed, which was, if I become the number one football player in the NFL, will I be able to purchase um, an NFL team? And the answer was no. So the only answer was for me was I have to become an entrepreneur, and that's the only way. Gotcha. <laughs> it's hard. I mean, and since you say that, now you say that. It's still like, okay, if I become the number one player in the NFL, mm -hmm. what do I own, really? Mm -hmm. then you, yeah. I, started, I started researching, like, who owns the stadium? It was Spectrum. I'm like, well, who's Spectrum? It's a company. And, and I started, like, really figuring out where I was on the map. Because, like, when you're in the league, you feel like you're on top of the world. And, you, you know, you, you have a lot of benefits and stuff like that. But it's the things that are around you really control what's going on in the world. So it just kind of gave me that perspective, like, dang, I, I thought I was like huge on the map, but I'm actually like really an ant when it comes <laughs> to some some things like outside of the world. So it's crazy. Yeah. It's almost like if I'm getting paid this, he paying me, how much he got coming? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So that was just basically inspiring, honestly. Um, it was inspiring because um, these people never played football, and they and they're doing uh, great things out, you know, outside of the sports world. That's what's up. Mm -hmm. Now to push the conversation forward, uh, as far as the business side of stuff, mm -hmm. what kind of business do you own right now or, or do you dabble into? So of course, um, I own a transportation company with my sister. Um, she's the co-owner. I always say she's like the Tim Cook of the, the company. I'm kind of like the Steve Jobs, the visionary of yeah. it. Uh, um, so we own a company, we started it. Of course, uh, 2019, we did some education. 2020, it was on and popping. It was time to go um, because that was the opportunity. Um, it kind of, I remember a little bit younger of the 08 crisis in a sense where, you know, they used to say like a lot of people, this is the time to gain wealth in a sense. So 2020 was my 08 crisis. So it was a no brainer for me. Awesome. You saw an opportunity to capitalize. It's time. Okay. Um, besides the trucking and logistics company, mm -hmm. are you in any other businesses or? No, not at the not at the moment. Right. Um, logistics to me is it's it's a business that you can just stay in, and there's so many other aspects in the business that you don't really have to leave it. You can have real estate, you can have truck parking lots, 
um, you can, uh, you know, you can have some shares in the company if you go public. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's certain things that you really don't, everything's there for you in the logistics. So I'm assuming that's why you chose logistics over any other business venture. Exactly. Exactly. Is there any other uh, business uh, ventures that you, you considered? Well, or you like, just like you know I'm doing trucking and that's it you know I ain't. I do have some um, plans for uh, be united um, Boykins United be united um, I do want it to reign amongst the vanguards and the um, black rocks of the world in a sense so maybe you know maybe one day we might get in the private equity and stuff like that but that's time to come and maybe right. my kids might be able to do that for me or something sure, like sure. that yeah but. Um, you got to get it started. Get you got to get it started first. Yeah. Um, but that's the biggest thing. Yeah. Some of the biggest challenges you, you've run across as you're starting. Um, some of the biggest challenges for me was actually the education and learning about it. Because a lot of the things that I've, you know, my whole life, I was just learning about X's and, X's and O's. Like right. how to run certain plays, what you see from a quarterback, et cetera. So I guess the knowledge base of actually starting a company learning what an LLC is and what LLC you should get and tax codes, etc. That's the biggest thing. I don't think um, I don't I don't think it's I don't think entrepreneurship is really hard in a sense. Maybe because that's the football background kinda prepared me for it. But um that's it. But that's it's nothing really hard, especially you got a partner like Aaron. Nothing's, really, nothing's hard at Shout out to the sister Erin, man. Shout out to her, man. Y'all gotta check that episode out, too. Yeah, she broke yeah. the trucking game down. I mean, anyway. She's like the Tim Cook, man. She's like the Tim Cook of operations. Uh, that's awesome. Now, it seems like you're a visionary. Mm-hmm. It doesn't seem like it. You are. Mm-hmm. What motivates you? What keeps you up at night? What keeps you going when things get tough? Man, that I, I actually love that question, man. I was, I was actually, I've been, I've been chasing the answer for that question for a long time. And for me, and a lot of people would say, you know, family, et cetera, and all this other stuff, which is a part, I think family is what keeps you motivated, motivated. And, um, you see your nephews and you want to, you want your a life better for your nephews. But looking back on my journey, I would say what keeps me motivated was I was worthy of this from the jump. That's the biggest thing. And why I'm saying that, why I was worthy from the jump was you look through your history. I looked through my journeys and my struggles of football, you know, um, the journey of being a zero star, people telling you this, people telling you, I'm not good at this, I'm not good at that, your feet too slow. Um, That and realizing that the final destination of that season or that journey was I actually made it to the league. So from the beginning, I was automatically and I was already worthy of it. So it took that journey to understand that I was worthy of it. And like you guys, you guys are worthy of being the top podcast and stuff and stuff like that. You know, there's a journey to it, but that's what motivates me. Honestly, knowing that I'm worthy of achieving these things and I'm le- I'm worthy of a certain lifestyle, I'm worthy of a uh, a great family, a great business, a, a great partnership. Like I'm worthy of these things and nothing, none of these things, like what makes me not worthy of, to achieve these things? What makes me not worthy to be the Apples, the Microsofts, the Vanguards, the Black Rocks? Like there's nothing stopping me. So that's what motivates me of knowing that I'm worthy of achieving these things. 
Man, someone get me some cleavage. Right. I'm about to start. I'm about to start the waterworks. You got a gig. Nah. So, I, I think you might also have a, a, a future in motivational speaking, too, quite frankly. Yeah. Tap it's, into that it's, space. It's, 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 it's inside of me. Like, these things were inside of me. But, like I said, like, I went through these emotions that, you know, some certain emotions that you can only go through your, you know, battle with yourself. But that, but you have to look over the whole entire season, it's like, man, you're really worthy. But you just didn't know. Like, you didn't know you were worthy. Yeah. But people, and, and, you know, the comments that people might have made was because you didn't see, they seen that you were worthy, but you didn't see it in yourself yet. So that's the biggest thing. And, and to, and with Be United with Birth, it's like, I'm starting off with the mindset of I'm worthy to be these these things where the you know apple has you know these companies start off in the garage at the ikea desk whatever it is but just know you're worthy of it becoming what you want to become now you keep saying be united where where does your company name come from um so the company name actually came for well it's actually boykins united but we shorted for be united because it kind of gets long at times uh but it came from actually the transition from football to corporate and one of the biggest things that i've learned uh, from football is that you're always playing for your last name because your last name is always on the back it's showing it's on tv and that now that transition is off the field so now i want to carry it you know in the corporate world now in a sense. that makes sense perfect so Brand. that's that was the birth of be united so boykins i always wanted my last name to to live like forever in a sense and then the united part is just us uniting with the people um, us doing good business with people. Um, it's basically like Boykins and 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 uniting with the world, like actually to bring something to the world that's 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 needed. For sure, you could definitely do that in the, mm-hmm. in the industry that you're in as well. Mm-hmm. Now, Jeremy, uh, going to the last leg of the segment, um, and I like segments like this because we don't have to be here for hours to talk. You've already dropped so many so many jewels, <laughs> and I'm I'm pretty sure the audience will even agree with it. Really. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you define success? Man, that, that question. Like, is it monetary? Is it, is it a gut feeling? Man, success. So the biggest thing I thought in the beginning was I actually thought football was success to me. Like now I'm outside of football looking because I always, I always like think about the past because I get different perspectives on it, um, especially the older I get. And I thought making it to the NFL to me was successful and I know there might be kids watching and stuff like that but yes that is part of success you know that's accomplishment to success but I really truly felt successful when Be United was birthed and why I say that is because people around you so I have like Aaron you know I have brothers other brothers and stuff like that but people are successful in their own ways and people are great in their own ways at that moment in time, I was just great in football, um, and I was able to bring along people, you know, starting a company, bring along people to let their success and their gifts shine. So that's the biggest thing to me. Success is, to me, success is a, it's not an individual award, it's a, it's a group award. Because I don't want to necessarily look down at people, I want to look up and see like, oh, these people are just, they're right next to me. Yeah. That's what success is to me. I, and it's crazy because people always think like, man, you made it to the NFL and stuff like that. Yeah, that was a form of success. Like, 
that was but the biggest thing is bringing people along with you that's that is success and and changing their lives you know changing my driver's lives um changing aaron's lives you know um that's that's success what's your day-to-day like my day-to-day um now is to get up uh, i go walking what time uh probably around like 7 7 30 i go walking what is that used for as far as walking um walking it for me is just to um just think you know clear thoughts away from social media and just um examine just the world in a sense and, and embrace what the world is actually like you know what you you see because sometimes you have to detach yourself from technology at times um in social media because you get caught up so i walk come home um immediately i call aaron <laughs> call aaron and um see what she needs help with in a sense because like you know in the previous episode um aaron does run a lot of the operations um, um and you know i just play off her like i always say i'm like her left or i'm her right whatever hand she needs on that hand um and in, in tough times whatever decisions i'm there um but i kind of just let her lead and i kind of just follow because you know when you see greatness in somebody you just you have to step away like your ego especially as a man you have to step away and actually be like hey that person's great like let yeah. me let them shine yeah. yeah so um that's what i do i just kind of just work off for her um and pretty much that's it work out I think that's the biggest thing. I can't, I don't, I don't, I'm not the dad bod type of person. I don't like the, I don't agree with the dad bod. So, you know, I got to work out. And, yes, yes, um, right. You know, just relax and spend time um, with families. And, you know, that's, that's about it. Hey, that's what's up, brother. Now, you know, a couple questions for you. We call mm-hmm. this segment the rapid fire uh, mm-hmm. segment. What's your favorite aspect of being uh, a businessman, an entrepreneur? And what's the most fulfilling part or satisfying moment? Uh, of your business so far so uh, give me that first question one more time what's your favorite part of being a businessman um to to me it's just carrying Boyd's United Legacy that's the biggest thing just to to have it um eventually with the the apples and the Microsofts in the world that's the favorite thing um and then the second question was the what's the most satisfying aspect of uh of your business so far most satisfying was the United being birthed. That was like the ultimate like moment for me, honestly, because it's like something you can't take away from me. Gotcha. You know, you you can take, you can cut me, whatever, but the United, you can't take this away from me. This is mine, and now I can really do what I need to do. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, and the last question: What uh, are the top three skills you think like every entrepreneur or business person should have? The the, the first skill I would say is be able to be able to allow people to see your vision and feel like they're a part of your vision and actually let them be a part of your vision. Um, that's a that's a skill because you're not necessarily, I don't want to start with a small company if I can't see what you see. And sometimes it's hard, but if you can give them like some inspiration or give them like what you see and be like that visionary for them, then they'll believe in you. I think that's the, that's number one. Number two, I think is just being a leader and knowing what, what a leader means. A leader is not this, that I do. You, I tell you to do this, do that. Nah, a leader is actually like a, a helper. You know, a leader is a, um, like a demonstrator. Um, it's not like a, a dictatorship. A leader is like, Hey, I'm with you. 
I'm not I'm not the head man. Of course, when when it's time to step in that role, yes, you have to be that. But a leader is just like a teammate. Gotcha. In a sense. Um, and three is just work. Uh, network. Um, just just talk to people. Um, and actually, um, provide some value for people. Um, solve their problems. Um, that's 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 really it. That's the top three key things I think. Well, folks, you you heard it here first. Um, Jeremy, congratulations on your success. Appreciate it. Thank you for coming up and just even sharing your story. It's Thank amazing you. to find the odds, but also incredibly humble, bro. Appreciate incredibly you. humble. Thank you. Um, Thank you. You know, I think this conveys what we always tell people as far as staying in your own lane. Mm-hmm. Don't compare to mm-hmm. others and just uh, really staying and sticking with your vision so yeah. we appreciate you coming on board appreciate brother. y'all man. Sure. appreciate yes, sir. Uh, yes sir good, good. now you know do you want to give yourself a quick shout out if people want to follow you if people want to see you on social media if you want to get your followers up yeah you can you can follow me on see i'm a twitter person i used to love twitter my twitter guy <laughs> <laughs> but um you can follow me on instagram at jerboyk so j-e-r-b-o-y-k kind of made that name because that's my Jerry was my neighborhood name and Boyk was my um, football name so I just smashed it together Jerry Boyk mm-hmm. alright um, Facebook stay with for Facebook <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm on LinkedIn um, at Jeremy Boykin so um, that's it man I appreciate I appreciate um, being on this platform absolutely so you folks get plugged in with Jeremy get plugged in with his business Boykins United be united if you have any trucking inquiries or maybe even uh, business uh, that you might want to do, um, just reach out to him. But thank you again for being here, brother. Appreciate y'all. And uh, we always say this is Farouk. I'm Jarvis. And like always, we always tell everybody. Always remember to stay in. Y'all crazy. <laughs> <laughs>